Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God has wonderful plans for your life today. Today, we're continuing with our 20-day devotional called Battle Strategies from Heaven, Winning Life's Battles. It's been great. This is day 19. You guys are doing such a great job reading through the written devotional as well as watching online or listening on the podcast, whether you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're so glad that you tuned in today. This is going to help you start today with faith and encouragement and overcome attacks of the enemy. And so one of the things we've looked at so far is how Satan only has five tactics, five strategies. And the word of God gives us the insight on how to beat his attacks. So we've looked at this week affliction, persecution, and we looked at yesterday cares of this world or anxiety. And I encourage you that if you missed yesterday's podcast, make sure you listen to it. But also last night's midweek experience, how we shared how God wants you healthy. You can find all of those things on the Faith Plus app as well as on YouTube. But let's get into the next week. The first week we identify, according to Mark chapter 4, is cares of this world. Jesus said with this group of people that they received the word. The word was in their heart. They heard the word, the word was growing, but also there were seeds of cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, and lust of other things. That they were growing up and they crowded out the word. That's what it says in Mark chapter 4. It's all strange. They choked it out so that the word became unfruitful. It didn't mean the word plant died or the word plant disappeared. It was just the word was no longer producing in their life or bearing the fruit that it should. So a lot of believers find themselves in the category of having the word grown in their heart but the word now producing for them because of cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, or lust of other things. Now, deceitfulness of riches is not money. A lot of people misunderstand that. So see, money kills the word's production. No, that's not true. It says deceitfulness of riches. What is to be deceived? That means you're tricked by money or you believe lies about money. So if you believe lies about money, it will strangle the production of the word in your life. It will crowd out the word from working in your life. So you have to ask yourself, well, what different lies are there about money? Here's just a couple of them real quick. If you believe that money is evil, then you believe a lie about money. And that lie is crowding out the word in your life. Now, that's a very religious lie that people say all the time. But that lie will keep the word from working for you because the scripture does not say money is evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. And when you look that up in the Greek and that translation, it's avarice, which is extreme greed. Extreme greed is the root of all evil. You can be rich and be extremely greedy and you can be broke and be extremely greedy. Being greedy has nothing to do about what's in your bank account or what's in your wallet. It has everything to do with the condition of your heart and your mindset. Here's another lie about money that is so prevalent in our culture that money solves all your problems. If you have money, you won't have any problems. That if you get more money, your problems will disappear. That's a lie about money. Money does not solve every issue. It does not solve a lot of problems. It solves a lot of problems, but it doesn't solve all problems. And so if you believe lies about money or lies about wealth or lies about abundance or riches, then it will crowd out the word from work in your life. It didn't say there will be no word. It just won't produce the way it should. Now, how do you battle lies about money or lies about wealth? Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6. Here's a strategy to battle lies about wealth. 1 Timothy chapter 6. So look at verse 17. Charge them that are rich in this world that they not be high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God 
who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Now, Paul is writing to Timothy to talk to the church's pastor in the church at Ephesus. He has a number of instructions. Now he says, now talk to your members who are richer than everybody else. And so he's talking to those who are rich, those who have greater financial means than the general or average person. And he tells them that they'll be high-minded. Don't be full of yourself just because you have a lot of money. Now, the thing is, if having a lot of money was a problem, Paul would have said that they're sinners because they have that money and they should give it away. Paul did not say that. He said, don't be high-minded and don't trust in your money. See, when you start trusting in your money and put your faith in your money, you're setting yourself up for a fall. Notice he calls it uncertain riches. But notice where he says, put your faith in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Notice that. God gives us richly all things to enjoy. Notice he didn't say he gives you things to meet your needs. Does it say that there? 1 Corinthians six seventeen. No. It says he gives you all things to enjoy. So why does God give you things? Yes, because he loves you. But a lot of people say, well, it's because I have a need. He gave, that's why he gave it to me. No. He already said he'll supply your needs. But he gives you things to enjoy. So when you look at the scripture, many other scriptures that we won't go for for the sake of time today, here's how you battle lies about money and deceitfulness of riches. Understand that God is your source. You are not your own source. Your job is not your source. The government is not your source. Government policies is not your source. The corporation is not your source. Your boss is not your source. Family members are not your source. Understand God is your source. So no matter if the economy's up or the economy's down, no matter what the challenge may be in the marketplace, if you understand that God is your source and you're part of the kingdom of heaven, then it doesn't matter what goes on in the world, you can still win because God is your source. He is the almighty God, the all-powerful God, the all-sufficient one. He's El Shaddai, and you can never tap out the supply of the almighty God. You cannot run out of the supply of God who is your source. So what do you do on a daily basis? You remind yourself, God is my source. When a financial challenge or a challenge that brings scarcity or lack shows up in your life, you remind yourself that God is your source. And you say it as often as you need to, to remind yourself and renew your mind that it doesn't matter what happens, God is your source. He is your provider. He supplies all your needs and he gives you richly all things to enjoy. So say it with me. Say, God is my source. He is my provider. He supplies all my needs and he gives me richly all things to enjoy. My God is my source and he blesses the works of my hands. God is your source. Never forget that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are our source. We thank you that you supply all of our needs. Father, I thank you that you also give God ideas, concepts, and insights. So I pray over everybody watching and listening that you grant them insight into their situations, that you teach them how to profit, that you cause them to increase, that the blessing of God works in their life, causing increase of every good thing to flood in their life. Help us to always remember that you are our source and you are our shepherd. Therefore, we shall not lack. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day. Remember, God is your source. You're on the winning side. Thanks be to God who always gives you the victory. I'll see you tomorrow.
God bless.